the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, it's Thursday, and uh, we've got a special guest in with us here in the 3 o'clock hour. Look, yesterday I had on uh, the folks from Adam talking about the flooding. We had the parks people on talking about the flooding. Uh, this flooding is, is, is going to hurt a lot of people, and uh, it's going to go on for some time. Uh, got a lot of rain still happening in the Plains State. Got the snowfall just starting to really you know, melt up in Colorado and those areas. And that's all coming to the Arkansas River, and it's going to come, it's going to make itself uh, down here. Uh, when I was visiting New Orleans over the weekend, they were starting to talk about what they were expecting from the Mississippi uh, here in just uh, about a month. Because all that water, I mean, remember, Arkansas River is just a tributary of the Mississippi River. There's a lot, a, lot of, a lot of water going to be. Kind of like going to Oklahoma and go over that lake. A lot of water. It's a lot of water going on right now. And uh, when I asked the lady, uh, I think it was Barb from over at Adam, what uh, you know the the engineers were telling them, and when this might happen, they said when it stopped raining. You know, I mean that's that's the best prediction that they can give us right now. So a lot of things going to be happening, and that uh, means that a lot of people are going to be underwater. It means a lot of people are going to lose a lot of property and. Just being who I am, I start thinking about stuff, and I decided I need to get Alan Kerr on. He's the insurance commissioner here in Arkansas. And what should Arkansans be thinking about now? Because there's a lot of people going to be affected by it, Alan. Well, uh, right now, Dave, they need to be thinking about keeping themselves safe and and uh, keeping their families safe. Uh, until the waters start receding, uh, we really won't know the, to the total amount of damage we've got. Obviously, the governor's put out a... Um, uh, I noticed that several counties, uh, I'm seeing here one, two, three, four, about 13, 14 counties that he's de- uh, declared uh, a disaster and uh, that will be eligible for money from the, the federal government. Okay. But right now, um, really, uh, what they need to be doing is is staying out of those wet areas. Don't go try to get back in there until, until that water starts receding. Because uh, honestly, um, after the water crest, and the days and week or week or two afterwards is where we start losing lives, believe it or not. Uh, they get too little confident. They say, well, it's, it's starting to go down a little bit. I can get back out there. Okay. And they, they end up, uh, end up getting, getting washed away in, in one of these, um, flashes that comes by, you know. Um, right now they need to be talking to their insurance agent, yeah, okay, talking to so their I'll, insurance company. Let me companies. just stop you right there okay. because I was under the, the um, thought that only the federal government sold flood insurance, and you t- you looked at me like I was absolutely insane, and you said, "No, that's not true at all, Dave." So, well, it used to be, it used to be, but uh, here in the recent, uh, like the last seven, eight, ten years, um, there have been a lot of private flood companies that have been putting together. Uh, some of them backed by Lloyd's of London, and others uh, by private money and and selling flood insurance. Um, 
National Flood Insurance Program, NFIP, is uh, still the primary seller of insurance. Now, what that means is that as an insurance agent, you will uh, have access to their applications and their information. Uh, The agents get paid commissions on those policies just like they do anything else. And uh, you have to be a, a licensed sales agent to sell those. You don't just... You know, call up NFIP and 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 order an insurance policy. Um, somebody's got to sell that for you. So, um, call your agent um, if you've got a flood policy. Uh, if you don't, um, chances are uh, you've got uh, you may have some other insured equipment. You may have had a motorhome that you couldn't get out of there. You may have had uh, a trailer. You may have had some other things that might be insured separately. Right. Um, your tractors and so forth that that have water damage to them. Um, that you're going to need that agent for too. Now, if you don't have insurance on your dwelling, uh, on your 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 commercial property, your commercial business, I, I, there's just not much you can do about it. And and I've been after these agents, and I've been after the insurance industry in Arkansas to start pushing more people to buy flood insurance, especially near a body of water. And like you just mentioned, um, Arkansas is the catch basin. For a lot of tributaries, a yes. lot of other smaller rivers and streams and, and overflow from lakes and so forth that funnel all the way down. I'm having I'm going to have a, a map sent to me. And uh, so you can post that on your website to actually show all the rivers and streams that literally hit Arkansas into the Arkansas River. And then there's no place else for it to go. No, there's a lot of there's a lot of water. If yeah. it's been raining in the plains, it's coming to the Arkansas yeah. River. It's it's coming, and when Oklahoma has to open up their locks, uh, you know the big one's coming because uh, they're they're built up there to handle quite a bit of water. Mm-hmm. But these things, it comes to a point where it either goes through it or over it, and if it goes over it, it tears the the, the whole lock down, and then you got a big problem. Right. So um, they got no choice but to open it up and kind of take the the pressure off of the the blister, so to speak, and um, uh, let that water flow down. But they need to be. People need to be talking to uh, their their professionals. Um, uh, in Fort Smith, they're setting up a um, command post in in one of the uh, the vacant buildings there. Um, I think it's a vacant Sears building, to be honest with you. And um, uh, they're, they're, the FEMA is going to be there. Of course, the the locals will be there. Insurance adjusters will be there. And and that's the hardest spot hit so far. That was the first one hit in Arkansas. Correct. And as it comes down, will those those people will will flow on down. But you, you're going to have cars that are um, have been underwater. I I saw uh, you know where the the butcher shop restaurant is, right? Yeah. Uh, Hermitage was completely underwater. Was and it all really? I saw yesterday afternoon when we had that that four inches of rain in two hours uh, were the tops of a couple of vans in the road i mean it, the water's got no place else to go all the the creeks are uh, all the the runoff uh ditches are are full and the water's got no place to go at this point okay so, so every how's single it, how's it looking have, today because i called up earlier this morning made a i have a, <clears throat> a reservation for dinner there tomorrow night i don't think it got in the restaurant oh, restaurant's good. up up it's, okay but, but i think your reservation's safe Okay. Uh, you may have to have a, a boat take you over there. I don't know. That's what I'm seen saying. Today. I got a rowboat sitting at Shackleford. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, my wife's office is up on the other side of the freeway now, looking down over that. So I'll have to call her and ask her what what that looks like. But um, you know, it, it's it, it, 
people see this as a uh, it is a horse historic situation. Um, it, but the more we build, the more we, you know, uh, you change, change the whole water flow. We, yeah, you change the whole water flow. And and when I was in the insurance business selling insurance myself, it, it never failed. When when somebody if if you're not in the floodplain now. Just wait. If somebody builds another subdivision down down the street, mm-hmm. that water's got to go someplace. It used to go there. They filled that hole in. Where's that water going to go? Well, it's going to back up into your house now. And your house may not be in a floodplain, but you may get flooded. Okay? Just because the Corps of Engineers haven't been out in the last five years doesn't mean that you may not get flooded. And that's the problems we keep running into. People say, well, I'm not in a floodplain, in quotes. Well, uh, a lot of people aren't in a floodplain, and uh, uh, they're underwater. Well, I live on top of a ridge, okay? Yeah. In Ca- you know where I live. Yeah. If I get underwater, it's a bad day for everybody. Well, if you get – I've been there. If you get underwater, um, there's going to be a boat with two of each animal float by. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. And, I'm up And on they may ridge. stop and offer you a spot, but you, you need to get on. But to your point, I have to be careful because I'm not on the very top of the ridge. Right. And I get all that water that hits there. You get run off. goes over me. Right. Is your house on a on a slab? Yes. Okay. Think of your house as a rock in the middle of a stream. Mm-hmm. If enough water hits that rock, what does it do? It'll move. It goes over the top of it. Yeah, that's right. And it may <laughs> so, move. And it, and it may move it. So, you know, um, it, it, it's it. nobody's 100% safe, you know. Flood insurance, if you're not in a 100-year floodplain or in a flood hazard area, you um, the, the insurance is very inexpensive whole lot less than... Yeah, because they're not expecting you to get flooded every year. Yeah. I mean, people will spend more on their cell phone bill a year than they will on flood insurance. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, um, the cell phone's not going to keep water out of your house. You, I mean, it, uh, let's just call it a $200,000 house. Um, you're probably looking at, uh, if you buy it from one of the f- private flood companies, uh, probably about $250 a year. So 20 bucks a month. Yeah. You know, that that's a small price to pay. Well, that's a small price to pay so that you can sit and not worry. Yeah. Um, but if, you know, anybody's susceptible to flood. And here's the way you tell that it's whether it's flood or whether it's not. You know, we've been getting a lot of rain. Right. So uh, if it comes from, from the sky and into your house, it's water damage. Okay. If, if a pipe blows in your house, if the water heater starts to leak, that's water damage, interior water damage. If it hits the ground first and then comes in your house, that's flood. Okay. All right. So here, I'll get the question for you. Okay. I got the big pool in the back above ground pool. 30,000 gallons. That's correct. If something, if the liner blew uh-huh. and all that water ran in the mouse, that's flood, right? That's flood. Okay. Because it, and it I was, do have it, flood it was on the right. ground first and uh, then it get in your house. So, you know, if the roof starts leaking, that's interior water damage. Roof gets blown off your house. That's interior water damage. But um, if it hits the ground first, it's flood. All right. Something to keep in mind. All right. You know that May is Motorcycle Awareness Month. We got a couple of days left on that. I've been talking about it. If you're looking for great coverage at great rates for your bike, get them from Dwayne Smith and the Dwayne Smith All State Insurance Agency. Uh, they understand all about uh, the 
a bit what you need for motorcycle insurance because they all ride. What can I tell you? Yeah. They'll tell you. They'll they'll go from A to Z with you on that, and uh, they'll tell you about it. You Make get, sure you ask for the water damage rider. There you go. <laughs> Got to get all of that. It's always better to buy motorcycle insurance from someone that rides one. Call them today, 501-819-0373. The best thing that I suggest you do is when it comes to insurance is that you call the people, you set a time to sit down, and this goes with Dwayne Smith for sure, you sit down with what you have and let them show you what they have and see who's got the best coverage for the best price. Uh, stop by, visit them, 3920 East Keel Avenue in Sherwood today. With you here on the Dave Ellswick Show, Alan Kerr is the insurance commissioner of Arkansas. He is sitting across from me. You guys sent out a, a memorandum or a, a informational a piece, you know, yeah. and, and telling people, uh, look, if if you're underwater, uh, you know, here's what you might want to tell your insurance agency. I mean, what or the insurance agency should be listening to what you guys are asking them to do. Explain what's going on. Well, we sent this out to the insurance industry, and um, uh, again, it's not a, a mandate. Uh, we are not getting into private business and telling them what to do. What we've done, though, is what we've done in in past national or past disasters for the state is ask them to. Uh, taken consideration um, when they before they cancel a policy before they non-renew a policy to uh, take in consideration the disaster situation by that i mean um, if uh, for some reason i mean if your car's underwater you can't get to work right if your house is underwater you, it's going to be hard for you to work i've got a couple of people that work at my department that are um live near toad suck that are underwater oh yeah so you know employers and and uh alike we're, they're going to have to take some of this stuff into consideration make some concessions and what we've asked the insurance companies to do is um if someone uh calls them then it's not automatic the the insured the person who owns the policy has to call them and say look i my house is is underwater my car is underwater i can't get to work i'm concerned about my policy canceling um, and if you got a homeowner's policy, uh, you know, you've got a, um, you got a mortgage and mortgage is going to be con- contingent upon that policy being enforced. I mean, it's all going to cause troubles if that, if that policy lapses. And the last thing you need is one more thing to have to deal with. You're already dealing with yeah. the worst idea that you could ever think. Could right. Happen. So call your agent, tell them a situation. The agent should be able to call his company or the company he has you insured with and uh, make arrangements for different payments. Now, we ask them to do this over the next 60 days. After that, you know, you're, you should be, you, you know, you make arrangements to maybe they add some to your current payment throughout the rest of the uh, the policy period to kind of catch up right. or something along the line. Make some kind of arrangements. Um, try to, you know, think about forgiving those fees and reinstatement charges and things like that. So um, really all we've asked them to do and and – you know, it, it's a it's a voluntary thing. State Farms already called us and said, "Man, that's a great idea. We are on board. We're with you." So they've agreed to do that. Uh, we kind of expect the other insurance companies kind of follow in behind. This is not anything new. This is um, uh, something that we've done in, in previous disasters where we've had tornadoes and and uh, you know a lot of families affected and those those things of that sort. So um, again, you know. Uh, private business is private business, and we only regulate to a certain point. 
but uh, these are things that we're we're trying to work with them and ask them to do all right so you've asked them it's up to them whether they want to accept it or or not and follow it or or not right what about and we're talking about individuals here let's talk about businesses okay businesses i mean i i I saw pictures of fort smith and there's a lot of businesses that were underwater over there in darnell there were some businesses underwater what are are do they just do the same thing do they call their insurance agency i mean i remember when you were a private insurance uh, guy and you were out talking to businesses all the time about things that had happened right well these agents should be out talking to their policyholders as we speak and and helping them in any way they can um but that being said, you know, not everybody was as good an agent as I was. Yeah, you so, were a good agent. So he was my agent for a while. Yeah. So uh, if they if they have problems, ask them to call my office. They can ask for me. They can ask for our consumer helpline. Um, that number is one eight hundred eight five two five four nine four, and uh, that gets you in our consumers uh, department. And that's what they're there for. They're there to handle those problems, handle those questions. Um, if you just don't quite understand what the adjuster's telling you, we don't mind helping you walk, walk you through. Ask us. Uh, we do this for a living. This is what we're there for. It's what your your tax dollars are, are going for, and what your premium dollars, some of them are going for. So, um, we want uh, we want to be there to help these folks in their time of need, and uh, I love to do that. I love to help people uh, when they need help. Now, I know that. I I saw there was one <clears throat> particular business. We won't get into it. But they had had a couple of fires, right? And I know that you showed up when the fire trucks were still there. Yeah, and and that that can happen if you have a working relationship with your insurance agents. You right? Look, picking your insurance agents like picking your mechanic. You want to make sure they can right. deliver when the chips are down for you, right? Well, you mentioned my wife was still in the insurance business. She is. And uh, I tell you what, uh, that tradition carries on. I've seen her get up, leave the kitchen table, and go meet somebody at a, at a, at a car accident mm-hmm. right right there and, and get there before the police get there. So um, that's, you know, that's our mindset. So at the insurance department, we do the very same thing. Just uh, if you have problems, you have questions, call us. That's what we're there for. Yeah. So we've covered, I think – Probably the the major things that uh, are necessary here. We're going to take a break in just a moment and get to the news, find out what else is going on besides Mueller stood up in front of cameras yesterday and said nothing. Uh, They're still talking about that. Uh, So we'll come back from that, and then we'll talk about things that are really, really important, like how's your life going to be affected about these, uh, these floods. And there's a lot of you listening right now that, you think that you're not going to get flooded, and you're, oh, going to, yeah. and you're going to wake up, and you're going to have been flooded. Right. And then you're going to go, what do I do now? Well, when we come back, we'll go over some of the things we've already talked about. We'll give you phone numbers again that we've already given. And if you have a question, 823-0965. You can call in. You can ask uh, Alan Kerr your questions. After all, he is the uh, insurance commissioner. Right. If you don't have the answer, he'll get it for you. Absolutely. I'll promise you that he'll do that. All right, so let's get to the news, and then we'll come back and we'll talk some more. Serious times here in the state of Arkansas. As uh, Alan was saying, there's just all kinds of tributaries. 
coming through the state and dumping into Mississippi. All right, real quick, going to jump in. Shane Stacks wants to talk to me. Shane, are you ready for the big boy tonight? I, I'm, I'm ready for Godzilla, king of the monsters, and, and I'm just, I, I know you're ready. Oh, yeah. I know you're ready because it was your number one pick this year yep. for your number one geek movie of the year. Mm-hmm. You've, you've always said you're a big Godzilla fan. You're looking forward to the King Kong Next Godzilla year. action. So I just, I, I got to say, you know, earlier today I shared to the world I was going to the, to the Godzilla movie with you tonight. And this is big because I think other than like Dave Ellsworth, I think it's the first time me and you have actually just said we're going to go see a movie. Yep. So I'll be hanging out with you and popcorn. <laughs> but now I, I got to tell you, out of this movie, Dave, I'm gleefully anticipating a lot of screaming, yelling, wanton destruction, and breath weapons. Oh, my oh God. yeah, a lot of breath weapons. Yeah, and if I can get you to simmer down, I, I bet the movie's <laughs> going to have some of that stuff, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> There'll be a lot of that oh going on. I'm all fired up. <laughs> and, yeah. and you guys have wives, too. I'm just amazed. They're okay. going with us. <laughs> yeah, they're going. They're going with us. We, we bought tickets a week ago. Yeah. We were the first four tickets bought in the whole theater. Yeah. yeah we're going yeah. to go see the movie tonight. Yeah. Now, now, Dave, I was. Now, there's a whole plan afoot, and then I'm just going to give you a heads up. I'll let you go. I know you got a topic to get to. But I was supposed to pretend to invite you to dinner. But really, what's going on is Linda reached out to me, and she wants you to undertake a psychiatric evaluation before the movie to make to make sure that you're okay because you're so you're so keyed up on it. No, I'm up. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. hey, here's my big question, though. Yeah, Mothra is in the movie. Mothra has always been a good monster. And yes, I want to know right. if the moth is still going to be good. And I also want to know if, what was it, the peanuts? Is that what they called them? The two little singing, singing Yeah, the little girls? larva. I like to call them left larva and right <laughs> larva. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. So, uh, no, you, so here's the deal. Usually when it's a multi-kaiju movie, although they call them titans for the new movies, Mothra is usually like mom running up the stairs to tell everyone to calm down. Right. So I don't, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I did hear that there's a lot of a lot of extra kaiju in this movie, and I, I don't I don't keep up with the trailers. Is Clifford the big red dog going to be in? This no, movie? no. Okay. Clifford is well, that, out. That was my big burning question. Yeah, that 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 is out, and I don't know how many of the seventeen monsters are going to show up. This is almost like that one old Japanese movie that Toho made, uh, you know, Destroy All Monsters. Destroy all monsters. Yeah, it's going to be berserk. All right, well, I'm going to let you get back to it, but look forward to hanging out tonight, and uh, it's going to be fun no matter what. All right, so. we'll see you over at Cabot, brother. Thanks for coming yeah. out to see the movie with me. That's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, yeah. Oh, my dear this God. Is, I've been waiting for this one all year. You know how big of a movie I know buff you, I am. I know you're a big I'm a big movie buff, too, but I do have a lines that I draw. Well, this, <laughs> hey, look. I've been a Godzilla fan since, well, since a, I remember seeing the first Godzilla uh, movie, which had Raymond Burr, which was the Americanized one. Uh, they they had the original, which yeah. I watched <clears throat> last night, I think. Did it you was. really? I was watching it. Yeah, we. I caught the end of it. It was on, um, I forget which channel it was on, but it was the original. Which was like just way over the top. Me about, TV or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It was way over the top about all the yeah. anti-nuclear preaching and mm-hmm. stuff. 
Well, speaking of things coming up out of the water. <laughs> there you go. We'll get back to what we were talking <laughs> speaking about. Speaking of stuff coming up out of the water. Um, of course, we're talking about flood insurance. I want everybody to know that uh, the insurance department's out here to to uh, uh, answer all your questions, yes. help you with your problems. Um, if you don't understand your insurance agent, your your company, the adjuster, call us. We're at 1-800-852-5494. Uh, or you can just go online and uh, to the Arkansas Insurance Department, or you can just you can call me, the commissioner. I, I you know, we're everybody's on hands on deck. We're all taking calls. Okay, so they can call you to find these uh, independent insurance agencies. Oh yes, that are selling. when you're when you're if you've learned your lesson and now you want to buy flood insurance, yeah, it makes sense. Let me know. I'll hook you up with the right agents that sell the independent insurance, and you don't have to go through the federal government anymore. Well, here's the key. You want to make sure that they meet certain criteria. First of all, you want to make sure that they're licensed. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, if you find somebody that's that's doing business in Arkansas, you don't feel like they might be licensed or you want to check their credentials, call us. Uh, we can tell you in about one minute whether they're they're legitimate or not same goes with uh, adjusters contractors uh you want to make sure contractors are licensed you want to make sure they have insurance and bonds um adjusters um most of the insurance adjusters uh most companies have their own adjusters there are some out there that um are are um independent uh, uh adjusting companies but private adjusters are not are not legal in arkansas okay all right we're one of the few states that we do not allow private adjusters now these are guys that come in and say look let me handle it for you i'll 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 work with your insurance company and your your contractors i'll make all the decisions i'll make all the decisions Mm, and they get a percentage of your claim okay so if your claim is twenty thousand dollars um you're, you're going to come up short paying for everything, aren't you? Because you're going to have to pay out of that claim. You're not going to make more money no. because you've got a private guy that you got to pay. Um, but those guys are illegal in the state of Arkansas. So make sure they have a uh, an adjuster's license. Um, if, the, you know, if they're with State Farm, or they're all state, chances are uh, they're on the level and, and we've got them licensed and so forth. Okay, so if they're an adjuster, are they, do they have to have some kind of number or something? And if they do, can yes. you check on it? Yes, it's called a uh, national producer's number or a, uh, a, just a different number for an adjuster, but um, they should be able to give you their license number. And uh, you can call the insurance department, check it, make sure it's valid, make sure it's uh, up to date, all those things. Okay. All right, keep that. Keep that. Yeah. Those are things to keep in mind. That's the CYAU. Right. Absolutely. Um, there are going to be cars underwater. There are going to be a lot of a lot of property damage. Um, hopefully, you've got flood insurance. For those who don't, um, go to the the, the the FEMA centers and uh, seek help from them. All right. One other thing, and this is for the people whose cars were underwater. Uh, don't buy you just worry that don't be buying used cars without checking to see if they were not in a flood right because if a claim's ever been paid on them then they will be uh, that vin number will have that noted on there and uh, should show up on a carfax right uh, just not to give them a plug but that's that's the most popular one yeah and uh uh you can also look at the origin uh ask for the papers on the car and you know um uh, who the previous owner was, that kind of thing. So, you know, by that VIN number, you can put that VIN number in. Uh, just Google it nowadays. Um, 
and and get a lot of information on it but uh carfax is probably the one i've seen that that gives you the most information well joe and duck when they're talking about whenever there's big flooding areas right they warn everybody about right this. we had a lot of cars coming up from texas yeah uh, after and, houston and, and, and louisiana after after houston got hit real hard real hard so yeah. they were moving those cars up here or to other states where you're not as aware of or not as astute of, of of you know what might have happened to it so um um just be be leery keep that keep it in mind absolutely you need to keep it in mind all right we need to take one last break let's do okay. that then we'll come back and we'll finish up with our uh, insurance commissioner alan kerr he came in on a very short notice i think i probably got a hold of him around uh, noon yeah and said can you come at three and you said stand by <laughs> yeah and it came yeah. back and i can do it and well, so had, we made it i had to happen. check with my press guys to make sure that i wasn't triple booked or something All so right. well we made it and it's good to have you on today and answer a lot of questions if you got a question now's the time to ask eight two three oh nine six five don't forget about what pi roofing home solutions is doing now they're not just fixing your roof they're not just doing all the repair work uh, work after the uh Water has gotten into your house. They're also now cleaning out your gutters. That's right. They do gutter cleaning as well. So if you need gutters cleaned out, you get a hold of PI Roofing. They'll take a good care of you on that. You know how well they've been doing roofing. I've been talking about them now 15, 16 years. And, uh, you know, Joel Johnson and Veronica, his wife, have put together a great uh, business that does the job and does the job to the best of their abilities and also home repair expertise you get a leak you know the roof of your bedroom is discolored and you know it needs to be fixed a lot of contractors don't do small things like that you call pi roofing home solutions they do and they do it at a ridiculously uh, you know great price just be honest with you go to their website check it out pi roofing Com. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Let's finish up with the insurance commissioner. He's got other things that he's got to do except uh, talk to me. Uh, let's go over the main points for everybody and give you about five minutes to do that. Okay. Well, uh, again, everybody needs to uh, contact that have been affected by the flood. Need contact their insurance agents, uh, uh, contact their companies. Um, they're going to be your first line of, of help. Uh, if you don't get answers there, uh, you get confused. Conf- uh, adjusters don't aren't telling you the, the the right information, or you just don't understand the information. You can call our office one eight hundred eight five two five four nine four. That's the Arkansas Insurance Department. You go online and get those numbers. Uh, you can uh, email us whatever you want to do. However you want to contact us, that's fine. Um, just be aware that uh, when some things like this, there are people out there going to be trying to capitalize on other people's misery. So make sure you're you're asking for credentials. Make sure you're asking for licenses, right, and things like that. If if you uh, suspect they may not be, and you want to verify it, somebody you know, I'd really like to use this guy, but I, I just want to make sure he's licensed. Call us. We'll be glad to verify that for you in a heartbeat. We are. Uh, we it didn't cost you a thing. Uh, we're the best, least expensive information you can possibly get. Kind of like the Better Business Bureau. Huh? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. that works out for that. And just remember what. Uh, you know, Alan Kerr has said from the beginning of the show, call your insurance agent. Right. And uh, work out 
you know, payment plans and things like that if you have to. Right. If if you're affected by the flood, insurance companies have been directed to uh, to work with you and, um, uh, you know, what you can't get to your job, you're not making a paycheck right now, or you're a business that, that is basically out of business, call your insurance agent, uh, tell them that you need to, to, to work up a, uh, uh, a different payment schedule, and uh, they'll get with the company, or uh, you can call the companies direct, however you want to contact them. Um, but they have been directed by our office to try to work with you. Yeah, they're not dumb. They know what's going on here. They know what's going on. All right. Alan, thanks for making time for us. Appreciate having you here. Let you get to your next meeting and uh, have a great rest of your afternoon. Yes, sir. Really appreciate you having me. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Let me uh, finish up today as we get ready for, uh, you know, we're going to have our uh, law professor here in just a few moments, and he's going to talk to us about some things that are that are happening. Uh, Attorney General William Barr said he believes that special counsel Robert Mueller could have reached a decision on whether President Trump committed obstruction of justice regardless of longstanding Justice Department policy that prohibits the indictment of a sitting president. In his first network interview since being sworn in, Barr said the special counsel who gave a rare public statement yesterday reiterating some of the key findings in his more than 400-page report, could have concluded the president broke the law without actually charging him or cleared him of wrongdoing. Barr told CBS News Chief Legal Correspondent Jan Crawford during an exclusive interview up in Anchorage, Alaska this morning, I personally felt he could have reached a decision. The opinion says you cannot indict a president while he is in office, but he could have reached a decision as to whether it was criminal activity, Bart added. But he had his reasons for not doing it, which he explained, and I'm not going to, you know, argue about those reasons. When he became aware that Mueller would not make a determination in his obstruction of justice probe, which investigated 11 instances in which Mr. Trump tried to derail the Russian investigation. Barr said he and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein felt it was necessary for them to make a decision on the issue. And Mueller said that as well. It was up to them. In a letter to Congress after Mueller submitted his report, Barr said he and Rosenstein concluded that the nearly two-year investigation did not contain sufficient evidence to establish that Mr. Trump obstructed justice. Yesterday, Mueller said bringing criminal charges against the president was not an option since the special counsel's office was part of the Justice Department and bound by its policies. Excuse me. Including a legal opinion barring the indictment of a sitting president. Mueller also ruled out the possibility of issuing a sealed indictment or making an accusation of criminality without pursuing formal charges. If a sealed indictment became public, it could undermine the president's ability to govern. Making an accusation without bringing charges would not give the president the chance to clear his name in court. Barr said today he did not know what Mueller was suggesting in his statements during the meeting yesterday with press. Quote, the Department of Justice doesn't use our powers of investigating crimes as an adjunct to Congress. Asked about accusations that he had been shielding the president from scrutiny since taking office, Barr said he expected that fury 
or flurry of criticism, which he noted, quote, goes with the territory of being attorney general in a hyper-partisan period of time. The uh, Department of Justice is all about the law and the facts and the substance, he said. And I'm going to make the decisions based on that law and on those facts. And I realize that's intention with politics. We lived in a political time, a political climate, because people are more interested in getting their way politically than knowing the truth of the matter. There you go. Pretty. That's uh, that's pretty uh, straightforward, I believe. And uh, as you remember, Mueller yesterday said that he thought Barr had handled things uh, well, uh, which took away a lot of thunder from uh, the Democrats who don't believe that he has done well. But as Barr said, I expect it, you know, to be people be taking uh, shots at us, you know, doing that and that whole thing. So just keep keep it up. Just keep paying attention to it and knowing what's going on. Um, this is kind of a, a sidebar story I wanted to bring to you real quickly. Simon and Schuster dropped the book, dropped the book uh, that he was writing. Uh, it was revealed the self-help guru has berated victims of rape and domestic abuse, and former fans and staffers have accused him of sexual harassment. Um, Simon and Schuster were no longer published. The book co-authored by Tony Robbins and a famous financial advisor uh, that was slated for release this July. BuzzFeed News revealed earlier this month that Robbins was ber- has berated victims of rape and domestic violence, while former staffers and fans have accused him of groping audience members, exposing himself to women assistants, and sexually harassing fans. Tony Roberts uh, was filmed repeatedly using racial slurs. Those allegations are from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. So Simon and Schuster have removed the forthcoming book, The Path, Accelerating Your Journey to Financial Freedom, from its website. A version of the site shows after uh, Fox Feed, uh, BuzzFeed News published its first report on May 17th. Robin's lawyer said in a statement that the book had simply been postponed and the publisher had not cut ties with Robin's quote to state or suggest otherwise is absolutely false. But a source, as Simon and Schuster has said, quote, we are not proceeding with publication of uh, the path. So something to keep in mind. Evidently, Tim Robin now come coming under uh, attacks about past behavior. When we come back, uh, Robert Steinbach will be joining us. He's a, uh, of course, law professor. Got a lot of things to talk to him about uh, dealing with what's going up in Washington, D.C. I want him to, they've called for a new election in Israel. Um, I'm going to try to get him to walk us through the uh, Knesset and how things run. It's a parliamentary type of uh, of uh, pol- uh, pol- political um type things that is different from our democracy so we'll get him on to talk about it and what that means for Yetanahu and others uh in israel we've got the news coming up we'll catch up on it we've got five minutes of news coming your way and then when we come back uh we'll have robert on with us and do ourselves uh, uh 
a look at all of this so we know what exactly is going on. By the way, you remember yesterday when we were at Joe's garage and a man had set himself on fire outside the White House yesterday. He is he has died of his injuries uh, from yesterday. He was out on the got over on the front lawn somehow, and uh, they said he put on some clothes and um, he put on a jacket and lit a match and he went up uh, very quickly. Uh, he had been missing in the area. And uh, people had said that he was emotionally and mentally distraught. Well, that, that person has has died. All right, so when we get back, we're going to do, uh, do our thing with, uh, with Robert. I want you to hear what Carl Rove has to say about impeachment. And I want you to hear what Senator Warren has to say about all the free stuff. Read that. You're going to pay for it. Stuff that she wants to give away. We were just sitting here uh, Talking a little bit about Joe of Joe's Garage. Great Joe guy. Sharp, great guy. And he lives out in Romance. That's where mm-hmm. he's at. Mm-hmm. Romance is a very, they've got a post office there. That is a big place that a lot of people go to on Valentine's Day because they get their Valentine's stamped from Romance. I can't go there. I've got no romance in my life. <laughs> what? Huh? Wait, what? What yeah. was the line you liked yesterday? Wait, what? I got you. <laughs> All right. So you know that voice. You know that that is... Uh, uh, of course, our favorite, just our favorite uh, uh, law professor, your own Robert law Steinbach, who your comes favorite. in. It's like and, your favorite only child. Yeah, well, he's he's my favorite, man. I bring him on because, well, to be honest, he's the only conservative law professor I know of. That's, that's the truth of the matter. So it's good to have him on with us today. Remember that his opinions are his alone. Do not necessarily reflect that of the school of law. Owen School Law or uh, UALR. Yesterday, if you were listening, he and I talked a little bit about Netanyahu and what was going on in Israel. Uh, Parliament now is going to dissolve after Netanyahu's coalition bid failed. And we talked a tad about that. Now Netanyahu, according to this is a, a story compiled by the Demgaz and Wire reports, uh, rather than concede... The task to one of his rivals when he couldn't put together the government, and you talked a little bit about that. Yep. He decided his Likud party advanced a bill to dissolve parliament and send the country to the polls for a second time this year. Had the deadline passed, Israel's president would have given another lawmaker, most likely opposition leader Benny Gantz, an opportunity to put together a coalition after the vote. Now, Gantz, not a, this guy doesn't go down easy. He accused Netanyahu of choosing self-preservation over allowing the country's political process to run its course. In other words, you didn't give me a chance to win again, you know, because if we go back and vote, if it goes the way it did, you'll win again. Yeah. You know, so. Well, he accused him of politics. It is politics. That's how it works. Absolutely. The game is called politics for a reason. But my question is, you know, Netanyahu now has been, what, uh, over a decade, right? Yeah, I'm sure that's right. He's been four terms, I think four terms consecutive and one prior term or three terms consecutive. And this would have been the fourth and one prior to that. Uh, And I don't recall how long the terms are, because as we discussed yesterday, the terms are for a fixed period like we have here in the United States, let's say four years. However, if a coalition falls apart and someone calls for a, a vote of no confidence and that vote 
wins in the parliament, then they have a new election. So uh, I don't know if all of his terms were for the full term. Now, they're saying that the reason he couldn't put together. Yeah, it's a fight. I can tell you. Thing. There's a big fight going on. Let me just read what it sure, says in this sure. article. I'd, I think there's some leaning going on. Uh, what a big surprise. But uh, it said that, uh, where is it now? Let me get where. The vote less than two months after the first parliamentary election marked a downturn for Netanyahu, throws the longtime leader's future into question. Netanyahu has led Israel for the past decade and had appeared to capture a fourth consecutive term in April's election, but infighting amongst his allies, and you talked about the religious parties uh, right. there in the country, and disagreements over proposed bills which I don't know anything about, that would protect Netanyahu from prosecution, stymied his efforts to put together a majority coalition. Now, remember that uh, there's a, there's been some people who have been saying the guy's guilty of a whole lot of stuff, kind of a la Trump. He's being charged or he's being investigated for corruption, and the attorney general... It can charge him, I believe, now or forthcoming. And so there is a bill under consideration to say that, much like is the case in in our system, the attorney general can't charge him until he's out of office. So that's one of the things he was looking for support. As According to the articles, I don't know independently, he was looking for support for that. Then another controversial issue is that, as you know, Dave, Israel, since its inception, has had a draft, men and women. Right. Both my parents were uh, served in the Israeli army uh, by draft, although my father actually joined early. With the IDF, right? That's right, which simply is the Israeli Defense Forces. And uh, there there are a couple of exceptions, but the big exception in the country is for the ultra-religious. They're not drafted. And that has caused a lot of animosity. Uh, and m- virtually all groups, except the ultra-religious, uh, support having the ultra-religious drafted, just like everybody else. Uh, I do as well, incidentally. Uh, and so uh, the Supreme Court said no longer can the ultra-religious have a blanket exemption, but There's a lot of green, as they say in golf, between uh, a blanket exemption and full draft. And so they have to enact legislation to implement some form of draft for the ultra-religious. And the ultra-religious wants it to be limited. And then the ultra-nationalist, which is not a religious group, but a very conservative group, uh, they don't want to limit it anymore. And that guy who's a a, a Lieberman's head of that party, no relationship to the best of my knowledge to Joe Lieberman from the U.S., uh, he doesn't want to water down at all the draft for the ultra-religious. He's very conservative when it comes to Uh, dealing with the the, uh, PLO and that type of thing. He believes in a much stronger response to terrorism. I tend to uh, be uh, uh, strong in terms of the response I believe appropriate for terrorism. Uh, And so there was fighting between those two groups and and Lieberman and uh, Netanyahu. And so he couldn't get the 61. You have to have a majority. 61 is a majority. And uh, if if he does nothing, then the president goes to the next largest group, which was that fellow you mentioned, Benny Gantz. Gantz, thank you. Uh, or 
if the existing parliament votes to have a new election that bypasses the president's option to go to the second largest party and uh, Netanyahu wants a new election so he can have another another bite at the apple. Okay, so it's interesting about they don't have, uh, like we have here in the States, conscientious objector status then. There is something like that. The ultra-religious are not necessarily conscientious objectors, however. They do have that, and you can opt to serve, if I, if I recall correctly, in a non-combat setting, but you still get drafted. So you still have to do something. I think you can serve like in the local police. You might be able to serve yeah, a corpsman or something. Right, like that. right. Uh, so I don't know the details of it, but if you can state a conscious objection, then. But Judaism is not a conscious conscientious objection religion. Judaism. It's the, not pacifist. It's not a pacifist not religion like at the all. Shakers were or right, whatever. Right. Uh, look at uh, uh, the Quakers. Yeah. Look They're at Quakers. Right. Uh, uh, look at look at the Bible, the Old Testament. There's a lot of fighting going on. Yep. In the Old Testament. So it's not, it's simply not a pacifist uh, religion. Okay. So what's the big deal that they don't want to be drafted? In? Uh, they want to study. They want to study Bible rather than uh, serving in the military. And they often, uh, they start families young and have very large families. And so they want to sort of progress down that path. Um, and I appreciate that desire. But if you have a country that is... Surrounded. Right, surrounded. (laughs) And a country that has a draft. Well, either you have a draft or you don't have a draft. For for its own protection and for its own survival. That's right. That's right. The country started in 48, so it's what's roughly 75 years. And and still they have to have a draft because that country is constantly under attack. Plain and simple. Yeah. And that's kind of the nonsense that you hear by the ultra left you hear it by the way in our congress from people like elon omar and uh rashid talib uh oh well you know why is israel a jewish country it's the only jewish country in the world by the way you know the whole arab world they're all muslim countries that does by the way in a jewish country that's right so why not ask the question why are you all muslims right all of you right and here's the thing the there are elected Muslims in the parliament. So yes. to be a Jewish country is just an, a question of national identity. It doesn't prevent their Christians yeah, that live in Israel. They let them work right? and, and whatever. Well, they're citizens. Yeah. There are Muslim citizens in, in Israel, and they're Christian citizens, and they're atheistic uh, citizens. It sounds no, kind of like here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, we're a country without a national religion, given yeah. our history, of right. course. But Germany's not. France is not. Those are Christian countries. No problem. I'd have no problem living in either one of those countries. Absolutely not. Because they're Christian countries, who cares? They don't mandate that you're Christian. It's just a national identity issue. Mm-hmm. So this this problem, this feigned problem, particularly by the left and by the Islamic world, that Israel is a Jewish country is because they want to destroy Israel and its Jewish identity. Let's be let's be clear about that. Well, you know, it always amazes me. The Palestinians are always crying that they're, you know, never get a fair shake. And, right. and I look at them and I go, uh, you know, why do the Jordanians, they're doing okay, the Egyptians are doing okay, the Saudi Arabians are doing okay, how come you guys aren't doing okay? You know, Jordan is 70% Palestinian. 70% of the population of the country of Jordan, which was made up after, I want to say, World War I, yes. uh, is 
is Palestinian. It came out of the Ottoman Empire. Right. It's Palestinian. It's not, it's not whatever one wants to consider Jordanian. It ain't them. And, of course, as we've discussed many times, in 1948, the U.N. declared two states, not one, Israel and Palestine. Israel recognized Palestine. Palestine went to war with Israel. And now you see the result. Yeah. And I have long subscribed, by the way, to the notion that in a defensive war, land taken is land yours. With that said, with that said, I don't think Israel should absorb all that land because Israel needs to maintain its national identity. But with, you know, people like Obama, well, if you want to be democratic and Jewish, you can't do that unless you give away all this land. You know when you when you also can't do it? If you're going to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. And so you can come to a compromise, give some of the land uh, to those folks who identify as Palestinian. If there are reasonable assurances that there will be peace right now, it's it's the opposite. You're almost guaranteed there won't be peace. So sorry. Sorry. I'm not going to I'm not going to walk into the lion's den and think everything is fine. Yeah. Now, you're not going to be the main meal. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's and this is just history. Yeah. Every year proves that position to be true. And yet they hold people. I don't understand how they still hold people like Yasser Arafat up as some huge, you know, great leader. He wasn't a great. He was ripping off the Palestinian people all the time. Of course he was. But of course. One of the problems is the level of indoctrination that goes on in the Islamic oh, I can world only is, imagine. Is, is, is unbelievable. Yeah. The, the, the hatred that is taught uh, generation to generation, uh, um, it, it's just awful. It's absolutely awful. And you see some people break out of that. Don't get me wrong. And it's not taught everywhere at all times. But there is a high level of indoctrination and hatred taught in the Islamic world. It's amazing. Happens everywhere. It just goes on and on and on. Hey, when we come back, we're going to take a break. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren was running her mouth today. I love it when she gets on television and just starts saying stuff. She was on The View today. You have got to hear what she had to say. The audience is going wild. Wait till you hear what it's all about. I haven't left. I know she's your favorite candidate. Yeah, well, she's one of my <laughs> favorites to shoot at. <laughs> right. I got, yeah, and I haven't let Robert hear these yet. I just want to watch his face. You know, when you claim your Social Security benefits, you could trigger an avalanche of taxes, double your Medicare premiums, and even forfeit thousands of dollars in spousal benefits. Ultimately, your benefits could wind up being just a fraction of what they were supposed to be. You can learn how you can avoid this at an educational workshop, Maximizing Social Security with David Lucas, on Tuesday, June the 11th, Thursday, June the 13th. Both meetings are at 6 p.m. Hosted by David uh, uh, Lucas, who hosts the David Lucas Show right here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. The tickets are 20 bucks and come with a money-back guarantee. Now, to register, all you have to do is call 501 501- Six five three sixty six ninety. You'll learn the little-known strategies that could help you get more out of your benefits that the Social Security Administration could never tell you. That's right. They couldn't tell you. Uh, call 501-653-6690, 501-653-6690, 
So you can uh, register, uh, register for this or do it online at davidlucasfinancial.com. Hey, don't forget about Sunny's Auto Salvage. They'll take good care of you. You got an, you need to get another engine? Go to Sunny's Auto Salvage like I did. Just because a car has been uh, totaled does not mean that the engine is bad. You know, they know how many miles are on these engines. They test them. They make sure that they work. They put them in your car. You, you know, you don't know. I mean, I don't look at my engine, okay? If my car is running good, I'm fine. And that's the way I've done with my uh, my SUV, and it's what I did with, uh, you know, uh, another car that I had. I put a new engine in with, uh, for it, and uh, they're both running perfectly. Don't miss a beat. I also got a transmission in my SUV because, look, I looked at spending under $5,000, that that's a better deal than going out and buying a new one and paying for my car now would have been pretty close to $52,000. It's a lot of money uh, for payments for five years. And I decided didn't want another car payment. So I, I did this, fixed it. I got, uh, you know, guarantees. I got warranties on the, the uh, engine and on the transmission. And I probably get another three, four years out of it. That's all I want to do. Then I'm going to buy another used car. Uh, every part guaranteed comes with standard warranty. Get one, two, or three-year warranties on all parts. Here's what you really need to do. Call and talk to them at Sonny's Auto Salvage. I had somebody send me a thing uh, for Sonny's Salvage Yard. And no, that's not it. It's Sonny's Auto Salvage. Call there, 982-7451, 982-7451. They'll even do all the labor for you, all right? Save money. You don't have to have brand new all the time. In fact, I suggest that you stay away from brand new all the time. 982-7451, that's Sonny's Auto Salvage. All right, let's get to talking about Elizabeth Warren. How much time we got? We have three minutes. I guess we'll wait. We'll take. We'll have to come back after news. Okay. We only got two minutes. Just when we come back, we're going to talk about one of the people who want to be president of the United States. And uh, she just she just rattled off a bunch of stuff that she'll make free. Free. You know, I know, you should know. Nothing is free. Somebody is paying for whatever it is. Keep that in mind. She also calls for a national abortion mandate and slavery reparations. So we got all of that. You, and you got to hear how she says it. Oh, it's no big deal. It's just this and this. And, and it, it'll work like clockwork. Have you known anything that the government has come up with that works like clockwork? I mean, even my clocks. Even my clock doesn't work don't, like clockwork if it's from the like, government. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. It's just... The government is too big. It can't do what it's already saying that it's going to do. So how are they ever going to do more than that? And then uh, the other thing that we'll get into is Karl Rove. The Democrats, he says, and you heard this yesterday from my show, uh, and it was Robert who said it. The Democrats will have a disaster on their hands if they proceed with impeachment. We'll, t- we'll see what uh, with Rove has to say about that. And let me just tell you, Nancy Pelosi right now is doing everything she can 
to keep that from happening, keeping impeachment from happening, because she knows Rove's right about this. Mm-hmm. It'll blow them up, something terrible. The other thing that's going to blow them up if the uh, Sanders is already saying that uh, they're they're treating Biden like Hillary. Yep. I'm just telling you, it's going to get ugly. Here's the news. We'll be back. All right, back with you. Robert Steinbach is here. Remember, his opinions are his and his alone and not necessarily those of the Bowen School of Law or of UALR. Okay, so Senator Elizabeth Warren wants to be president. And uh, she's met the requirements to be part of the uh, uh, debates that are going to start in the next month. Uh, June and July, first two debates will be happening. She will not appear on Fox News, by the way. If they give her a chance to have a town hall, she's not going to do it because she says she doesn't intend to go on Fox News, who is a a TV uh, network running a hate-for-profit scam. That's her words, not mine. All right, with that invite, uh, in, in mind, she went uh, on today on The View and was there, and the audience just went wild. And I'm just saying they went wild over her because she's one of them that's like AOC. She She's out there promising free this, free that, free everything. You know, it's crazy. It really is. It's crazy, and we'll hear from her here in, in just uh, a moment and uh, hear about her national abortion mandate that she would push for if she was president, slavery, reparations, uh, and there's a whole lot of questions to go around that topic in and of itself. And uh, then last but not least, here before this half hour is over, we'll talk about uh, Carl Rove because he agrees with Robert and I, because I, I agree that uh, the Democrats go through an impeachment um, kabuki dance, uh, they're going to end up losing the election. That, that's right. what so let's start off with Senator Elizabeth Warren, Cut number one. She's on the view here. For about 95% of the people who have it. Really? Wow. And now, finally. Oh, but, oh, but, but we can do so much more. Two cents. We can not only do that. We can also provide universal, tuition-free, technical school, two-year college, and four-year college for every one of our kids who wants to go Plus, we can do universal child care for every baby age zero to five. Universal pre-K for every three-year-old and four-year-old in this country and raise the wages of every child care worker and preschool teacher to the level. You know what's going to happen? You know what they're going to say to to all of these wonderful plans you have? They use the S word, socialism. How do you counteract that type of an assault? You know, 43 million Americans who would see student loan debt canceled under my plan, I think right there, that's where you cancel it. You cancel it by making it real. It's in this country either. This is our values. Do we think that the two cents should stay with the top one-tenth of one percent? They can't pitch in two cents on the 50 millionth and first dollar. We're not saying they're bad people. We're just saying when you do that, pitch in two cents so everybody in this country gets a chance to build something. 
You know, Dave. Notice I'm being quiet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) One of the biggest problems that we have today in society is that we tell everybody they should go to college. Now, I think a better educated society is a good thing. I'm an educator myself, so I'm invested in that idea. But telling everybody they should go to college when some people shouldn't go to college. A lot of the people who go to college shouldn't be going to college. Causes them grief, heartache. Uh, and is um, uh, is actually counterproductive not only for the individual uh, but for the economy. Moreover, whether or not people get a break on college because college prices are overwhelmingly inflated in part due to the availability of student loans subsidized by the government, uh, people need to have some skin in the game. So if you tell them, hey, you go to college and we pay for it, Wait, so what you're telling me is I for four years I can go to school and have housing and food and not have to pay for it? Well, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll worry about paying for it later. Well, particularly if Elizabeth Warren's plan is true, which is I won't worry about paying for it later. It'll just That's be right. free. Yeah. Because some 50 millionaire uh, plus is going to be paying for it. Uh, you. This is, doesn't create the right incentive in people's minds to determine what they want to do with their lives. See, I, I just love when there's people that are spending other people's money. Oh, yeah. And they say, do you think that it's wrong that somebody under 50 millionth dollar has right. to pay two more cents so that everybody gets a chance? Right. Everybody gets a chance right now anyway. Well, look... It, you know, it, it, it's it's a canard because, first of all, what she doesn't say, it's not two more cents. It's two more cents per dollar. Yeah. No, I realize she's right about this. It's only after you make $50 million. So you got a lot of money in your pocket, but it's two cents per dollar. So don't play games with me. That's 2%. Uh, that's not insignificant. It doesn't, it, by the same token. Yeah, it is. So you got $50 million. You're asking for two well, pennies look, per dollar. And and here's the thing, right? Remember, that person is already paying on on that money some significant percentage in taxes. A lot more than the person who's going to get the two extra cents is paying. Right. So the the question is not shouldn't that person pay? The question is should that person pay more? I believe as a general matter that we're all overtaxed. And that includes the rich, by the way, Mm -hmm. that we're overtaxed. So – I'm not jumping forward to say, oh, that guy needs to pay more. I'm highly skeptical. Now, I do think there are some problems with our tax scheme where when people or corporations wind up not paying anything because they get these sort of artificial write-offs. And Trump talked about one of those uh, when he was running for office. It didn't get put into the tax plan, and I wish it did. Uh, and it was it's kind of a giveaway. So I do think there are inefficiencies in our tax system. She's not talking about those. That's not what she, she's talking about, a brand Additional. new tax. She's talking about a brand new tax. Um, so I think that everybody should have skin in the game, rich and poor, uh, or I should say poor and rich, meaning rich should be paying as well, of course. I, no one really disagrees with that, but at times it looks like uh, on occasion some are not, and that is a problem. No, they're paying. They're just paying off people to let their kids go to certain Yeah, that's, a, that's another story, right? Uh, and so uh, we um, – so 
it's not that I am as concerned with, well, I want to take this money from this source and pay for this uh, government function. I think we have too much government uh, functions already. But it's that she seems to think that, well, we're not overtaxed. The rich are, are uh, have plenty of money to go around and we can pay for all of these things just by tapping the rich. It's just a kind of pie in the sky philosophy and i also don't like demonizing the the rich mind you remember she was the one saying well you know uh you didn't earn that million dollars uh the roads that we built helped you earn that million dollars and the that's the whole obama argument right and and obama took it from her but here's the thing you think that guy didn't pay for those roads he paid for those roads Mm -hmm. so now you want him to pay Again, for those roads. And the point is that at some point, enough is enough, even though you um, uh, don't get all of your social programs. Sorry. All right. So let's run through what she said would be free. Sure. All right. First of all, 95% of people who are in uh, debt or going to college would have their debts erased. Right. They would have universal education, tech school two years, or four-year college. Right. You get universal free. You just go there and go. Right. Uh, Universal child care from zero to five years old and universal pre-K three to four, three and four year olds. Right. Let's give, hey, why not? Let's just give our kids to the government another two years. Huh? I mean, the, the public school system has done wonderful things of teaching our children about capitalism and our the, constitution the, the and everything else, right? System. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's done real good. Yeah. All right. She also said this. Check out this. This is Senator Elizabeth Warren today on The View. Cut to. Oh, I have a plan for that. You bet. So we want to do a speed round with you about your policies. Okay. Two sentence max okay. about your policies. Okay. Long sentences. Yes. Uh-huh. How will you protect Roe v. Wade? Uh, we need a federal law to take every principle that's in the Supreme Court decision and just make it federal law. Let's give women all across this country that way. wealth gap between white families and black families, reparations or not? Uh, So I support the reparations bill that's in the House to start a commission so we get to look at all of the options. Can I add some more, though, on bridging the racial wealth gap? Yes. Okay, I got sentenced for them. Okay. I just want to make sure. Okay, so on education, uh, I want to see student loan debt forgiveness for 95% of our folks. The racial wealth gap. I want to see $50 billion put into the historically black colleges and universities. Help level the playing field. Uh, on housing, I want to see 3 million new housing units built all across the country, but also attack racial redlining head on and try to make health care. We're seeing racial disparities in lots of places, but particularly on maternal health. I got a plan to make sure that maternal health is treated the same for black mamas and for white mamas. That's really what about brown mamas and Asian mamas and all the mamas. She's got a plan for everything, Robert. Good for her. That because that's what I want is I want top down government planning for every aspect of my life right isn't just so you know folks on the radio that's sarcasm 
uh, the, the, she's got a plan for everything, means she wants to tell you how to run your life. You know, Rush but, used to play something back about 15 years ago, and it's so true even today, from the womb to the tomb. Yeah, exactly. She's got a plan on how you live your life and how you spend your money. By the way, it ain't your money. You just heard her. It ain't your money. You didn't earn that money. We earned that money for you. And, of course, if that's the case, why put any effort into anything? All right. Why do anything? Got to take a break. Come back here what Carl Rove has to say about impeachment here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. So we talked about Israel. We've talked about the uh, pie-in-the-sky views of Senator Elizabeth Warren. Let's hear what Carl Rove has to say. He was asked about impeachment and the Democrats, and here's what he had to say. I mean, the, the new Harvard-Harris poll, 65% of Americans do not want impeachment. Majority of Democrats do, but a significant majority of Republicans and independents oppose impeachment. And look, th- this is why they, 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 they're going to have a disaster on their hands if they pursue impeachment. But they'll also have a disaster on their hands if they go for Medicare for all. I've been looking at the polling. You tell people what's going to happen, that they lose all their private coverage, that there'll be lines, that their taxes are going to go up, that health care professionals are going to be paid less. And this entirely flips. They won in 2018 by saying they're going to take away mm-hmm. your pre-existing conditions and they are going to get the Republicans are going to be irresponsible with big changes in health care. The Democrats now are the people talking about taking away things and irresponsible big changes. Everybody seems to be they think the health care system is broken, but they like what they got. Carl. All right. There you go. What do you think? Is he on? Is he right? 100 percent. He's Look, right. We- and he brought Medicare for all up. We, we, we've been discussing this day for some time, you know, and, and I've said, and I'm not claiming to be the first, although maybe I was early on, I I thought it on my own, that if the Democrats impeach, this will hurt them. And now the Demo- there are some pundits out there saying, no, that's actually not true. The history doesn't. Look, test it. What can I tell you? I can't prove the future, right? This is a this is punditry. But uh, I'm confident that if the Democrats impeach, it will hurt them. I think right now they are on the wrong end in terms of winning the election uh, for president next time anyway. So it's hard to disaggregate all of the factors, uh, but I think this would make it worse for them. That's my that's my sense of, of how that would operate, in part, by the way, because the Senate won't convict. So it would look exactly like what it is, an exercise in futility. And, of course... Mueller didn't do himself any favors yesterday. No, he did not. Boy, is he taking it hard. He quite literally came out and said, you're innocent until proven guilty. A, you're innocent until proven guilty. B, uh, we uh, uh, didn't prove the president uh, guilty, um, but we couldn't prove C, but we couldn't prove him innocent. Wait, what? A said he's innocent until you prove him guilty and you couldn't prove him guilty. That means you're innocent. That's the American system. Yes. But this is what we talked about yesterday. Prosecutors don't like when you get in their way. And you heard them say, well, if we're doing an investigation, we need all the help so we can get to the truth. You need the help consistent with what a uh, someone who's being investigated, their constitutional rights. Correct. Right? You've got a Fifth Amendment right. You don't have to uh, provide testimony against yourself. And, and so... Th- the the too often or maybe very often or at least sometimes it's hard to say prosecutors have this grandiose view 
of whenever somebody resists uh, a claim of wrongdoing, they're interfering with an investigation. And that's not the case. And we talked about the example I gave you from Bill Clinton. And I don't recall the specifics, but there was some claim against Bill Clinton that when when he went to go speak with somebody uh, who was talking with the then independent counsel, Bill Clinton said, well, I remember it this way. That was the AG. He was meeting the AG oh, on the right? tarmac. No, 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 no. I'm talking about way back when Bill Clinton was under investigation oh, okay. by uh, Ken Starr. Okay. And he went to go talk to, or did talk to somebody, and then uh, Ken Starr said, well, you were interfering. He said, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, you told Mr. Smith that your view of what occurred was such and such. Yeah. Well, Mr. Smith may not agree with you, and now you're trying to interfere with him. No, I'm trying to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Not every interaction with a potential witness by someone under investigation is an interference with an investigation. So it's this exceedingly broad view of interference with an investigation that I take issue with, as well as we discussed yesterday on your show, the notion that you can interfere with an investigation when there's no underlying crime. I think the more prudent way to look at it, albeit there are arguments on both sides, the more prudent way is to say you can't interfere with an investigation when there is no underlying crime. All right. Senator Bernie Sanders, grassroots activists, fear a repeat of 2016 and next year's Democratic primary. This time, instead of former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, they see the party establishment rallying around former VP Joe Biden in an effort to deny their candidate denomination. Uh, now, one of the people that is in this story is a Ms. Sesnick. She said herself and fellow activists say they are not afraid to stage another revolt at the 2020 Democratic National Convention in Milwaukee, even if doing so damages the party's nominee ahead of the general election contest against President Trump. Sanders backers already mistrust polls that show Biden with a commanding lead and the news organizations that have put a spotlight on the former VP since he joined the race in April. Quote, said Ms. Sesnick, people are becoming more upset and becoming more firm behind Bernie due to mainstream media not covering a lot of his events and the strong push for Biden. Is 2016 going to happen all over again? It's sure feeling like it. But I'll tell you this, they're going to see a fight like they have never seen before. We talked about yesterday, Dave, on your show, how Biden is adopting the campaign tactics of Hillary. He was gone for 10 days, disappeared. No one, no one heard from him, right? Uh, his claim is... The same claim that Hillary lost on, oh, uh, Donald Trump's a loose cannon. You can't vote for him. Uh, his supporters are deplorable. That, that's the Hillary campaign mm-hmm. in a nutshell. So the notion that the party apparatchniks will get behind or have gotten behind Joe Biden is no surprise to me. Remember, who was it that got fired? Wasn't it the um, – uh, what's her name? Um she had purple hair at one point. The uh, the African American head of the DNC. No, yeah. Uh, what was her I name? I know who you're talking. Yeah, I can't about. remember. I can't remember now myself. Um, and she got fired for turning over questions because she also worked was for working CNN. Was working for CNN, right? Turned over questions. Donna Brazil. Don, thank you. Um, t- turned over questions 
to help Hillary. So the fix was in. And then there was some question as to whether or not the um, the congresswoman from Florida, what's her name? You see how good I am with names, by the yeah, way. Yeah, the, the young uh, one. Yeah. Schultz. Right, right. Uh, Wasserman Schultz. No. De- Deborah Wa- Wasserman I, Schultz. I met her. Did you? Ooh, yeah. What a, what a, what a oh, never mind. <laughs> so uh, she, uh, there was some claim that she was uh, steering favors towards uh, Hillary uh, at the expense of Bernie I those accusations don't surprise me, and it wouldn't surprise me that those things occur happening again. Occur now. All right, we're out of time, bro. Indeed, as always, we had good time. Thank you. Always have a good time. Hey, tomorrow, let me remind you that J.R. Davis will be on the first hour talking about and recapping uh, the governor's trip out west uh, today. So we'll talk to him about that. David Lucas is going to come by and visit with us. Jerry from Bumper to Bumper will be here to talk about the car show. A lot of stuff tomorrow on the Friday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. I'll see you tomorrow and tell you all about Godzilla because I'm seeing that movie tonight. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.